Hey, this is your rock and roll ring announcer, Aaron Camaro, from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And my awesome friend, Jimmy Street. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits, and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And Wolfie D, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. To the P, to the G, plus the one and the three. How you doing? Man, that's the best. I love that. The P to the G. You know what's funny is somebody the other day, they were asking me, it was like, does Wolfie still remember all his stuff and all his raps? Or, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> he does. I mean, haven't you listened to the show? He does it all the time. So, And also, they love the Cat for You Dome, too, man. So y'all go buy that on yeah, um, Apple Music. But everything, Cat for Your Dome. Yeah, now that was a cool song, man. Now, at the same time you were doing that, you were kind of busy with what we were going to talk about today in Crossfire, right? Wasn't that around the same time? Uh, I'm not sure the year. I think I recorded that in 2008. So I'm not, I can't remember, you know, some of the times where I think that was a little before Crossfire, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's about the time I did it. I I took a few years off, uh, thought I wanted to quit again. I've done that a couple of times, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I think I recorded that in 2008 just because I was pissed off and found out that I got screwed on the uh, Nation Domination rap. So that was my comeback. Well, people love that song, man. I love that song. Uh, it's actually the ringtone for when you call me. So uh, nah, anyway. Awesome. And, <laughs> And, and then the show, people love it, man. They're like, we listen to the whole show because at the end, you know, I play Cat for You Dome. So blessed to have that on the show, man. So what I was kind of getting at is, you know, recently I was looking through YouTube, man, and I saw all these amazing videos of, of later Eric Wolfie D, meaning like 2012, you know, yeah. era. And I was like, golly, this is some great stuff because you were doing angles with all these cool people. And then, of course, it popped up a video with you doing a promo that you did for this match you had with Brian Christopher that we're going to talk on this two-part Crossfire series. Man, uh, that was a fun time. And Crossfire was a fun... uh, It's one of those things, man, where I've seen it a thousand times and it had so much potential. But then the people that run these things they get a little bit behind them and then they think okay i i've got it all figured out and they try to fucking coach the team that has never been to the super bowl that's the way i describe it all the time man i've seen upstart promotions that do good and then they think okay i'm the coach now right I compare that to football. Why would you want someone running your fucking shit that has never been in the game? I never understood that, man. It's like, you got something good going here. Let the guys that know what they're doing help you out a little bit. And they stop listening. And then they go out of business. I mean, that's just what happens. They go out of business time to time. Yeah, it's true, man. And I know you've dealt with that so many times. I know you've been through that with traditional championship wrestling and crossfire. 
Um, that shit had so much potential, man. That shit had so much potential, and it did good. And then, like I said, it got to the point where, okay, I, I don't know if it was daddy's money or who, who's ever money, but you were doing good. And then all of a sudden, you want to let your friends and, and you know the people that have ever been nowhere start giving the ideas and running stuff. And nah, man, that don't work, man. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to work for a coach that has never done anything. <laughs> you just wouldn't. Right. Right. It right. I mean, it absolutely makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, that's the thing. So because I you promise know, there's a difference. I mean, you can be a huge mark and watch TV and all oh, this was great. This was great. But if you've never been in the ring, and understood when certain things ain't going right or or something like that or how to it's almost unexplainable but you have to have been to the game to sell it basically i mean you have to have been there you have to have been there i don't care what nobody's No, I mean, there, there's no way you couldn't be. It's just like me jumping in the wrestling ring and expecting to be at WrestleMania, you know? It, it, uh, it's just like if someone asked me to go coach a basketball team, like, yeah, I played basketball when I was a kid and stuff, and I was pretty good at it. <laughs> you don't want right. me to be a coach, I promise. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, I guess that's that's the live and you learn thing, you know, with wrestling. I, I've learned more about the backside of wrestling than than anyone could have taught me. So, you know, today, like I said, we're doing Wolfie in the Crossfire Part 1. Part 2 will be next week. And it's going to feature a good buddy of mine. He was the voice of Crossfire, and he is currently the co-host of his own podcast, The Decibel Geek Podcast. They cover all things rock and roll. You know, Aaron a cool guy. He actually got me my start in Nashville wrestling, working for pennies for Mike Porter. But again, that's another conversation. But anyway, we're going to have him on in a little bit. So basically, I wanted to kind of clean up some stuff here with a little bit of, as we call, housekeeping. So, you know, right now, of course, we're going to talk to Aaron in just a little bit. But coming up, Wolfie has his comeback with Tennessee Championship Wrestling. It's February 5th in Jackson, Tennessee at the Oman Arena. How you doing, man? Are you are you feeling good about it right now? Yeah, I'm feeling great about it. I mean, you know, the old body, I don't know, man. And it's just such props to, like, Jerry Lawler, who has been in it so long. And he obviously is a lot older than I am and, and way more matches and way more this. I'm like, how the fuck are you still doing this, man? <laughs> because <laughs> this one's going to be tough on me. I'm not lying, man. And my knee, my hip, my fucking back, I mean, everything. It's, it's going to be tough. But with him as my partner, wrestling Doug Gilbert and things, I think I'll be all right. But I just, yeah, I, honestly, like Lawler, he don't even wear knee pads. Yeah. He's done that fist drop off the second rope forever. And just, I don't even understand how he is legitimately like Superman or something. <laughs> he is. I think like he Superman might be. is big. You know, he's a mark for Superman and stuff. And I, I'm like, he is like Superman. I don't understand how he's still doing it at his age and the, the level that he can still do it at is like, Jesus. Cause I know, you know, like I said, at my age, I'm almost 50 now. I'm I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. But uh, oh. yeah, Jerry Lawler's my goat. Honestly. Yeah. 
Well, and that's a good one, man. He's on my Mount Rushmore, man, for sure. And, you know, if you talk about some of the greatest of all time, so many times he is never mentioned. And it's just because of lack of knowledge, I think, because people, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier between ourselves. People do write off the Memphis wrestling scene. But to me, without Memphis, you are going to miss out on a lot of the most famous wrestlers of all time. If you mention Stone Cold, if you mention Hulk Hogan, and if you mention The Rock, and a lot of people put those on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, all three of those guys right there, amazing stints in Memphis. So, again, just a huge piece of their career would be... I mean, uh, Savio Vega, even, uh, he did an interview on on a show recently where uh, they asked him about me and and Jamie and the the nation and stuff. And I quote him, I I don't know if it's word for word, but he said they were good. He said because they they were from Tennessee, and if you worked in Tennessee, you had to be good. There you and go. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot, man. It does. I mean, you can. That's a mic drop right there. You know. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. If you were in Memphis, you had to be good. And that's just the truth. And I think anybody with any kind of sincere knowledge of the business, you know, I I hear a lot of people complain about the Memphis product because they say, oh, it had these crazy gimmicks and stuff like that. But if you look at that, you didn't. I mean, you had crazy gimmicks, but I mean, Vince McMahon is the king of crazy gimmicks in the 90s. You know, he's got guys that are plumbers and we, you know, uh, (laughs) As a plumber, Freddie, you know, Tracy Smothers, he changed Tracy Smothers. To <laughs> you, had, joke you had every every uh, employment opportunity <laughs> in, in a, a cop, yeah. a, a plumber, a, the, this, that, the other. And, yeah. and not every one of those got over. But at the same time, man, that was just that was cool, man. It, like it is now. It is. They all look the same. Nobody's right. really got a gimmick. Right. And it, it, it just don't. If I want to watch UFC, I'll watch UFC. But if I want to watch wrestling, I want to be entertained. I want to see some characters. I mean, Undertaker is probably the best example of that ever. Yeah. You know, all that shit that is like, okay, I know this is not like a real person or whatever, but his persona and the way that they do the gimmick is fucking awesome, man. That's cool yeah. shit. Yeah. And and again, you mentioned two more guys that came through Memphis, Kane, Undertake. I mean, you you had the Tennessee connection on the, all of those guys. So, yeah. I mean, so anyway. It was the uh, Christmas creature. I don't know if you remember that, but that oh, was yeah. a, a, a Kevin Lawler came up with that. I've seen the drawings and everything. And it yeah. <laughs> didn't come off too well. But. Right. At the same time, it was just man. That's that's what it was, man. And you know, it's wrestling, and it's yeah. you know, give me a character. I want to see uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, yeah, in ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, that's just how it is, you know? So, but anyway, again, go back and watch some Memphis wrestling. I think you'll see how important it is to the business. So, you know, onto the next thing, you know, you're working on your comeback and that's amazing. You're going to have, you know, some pictures with you there. You're going to have some, hopefully some action figures if there's any left, you know, right now you've got the pint size all-stars from our buddy, Jeff at pro wrestling loot, who's a sponsor of the show. We greatly appreciate you, Jeff. 
talk about those figures, man. How much they mean to you. How awesome they are, you know? I so. think it's very cool because I feel like we should have had some a long time ago. There's no reason, totally. uh, you know, in the nation of domination, I've seen a collection of them. There's no reason yeah. why Jamie weren't in there. I mean, I know the reason behind the scenes, but right. there's no why we weren't in there we should uh have had that a long time ago but these are cool they're very cool and like like you said uh jeff dino at pro wrestling loot please go check his stuff out uh he'll send you a package i think it's once a month very cool stuff um and and he's the one that made that happen for us and and, and i really like it i mean it's cool to me i got i got a package in my curio cabinet you know Hey, of course, man. I mean, you know, now we got to get a USWA Southern tag team title in that curio cabinet, but I've got a line <laughs> on something. We're working on that. Also, action figures. I don't want to promise anything, but I'm hoping by the end of the year, we have those action figures that you were talking about in your hands. You know, I know Nick at uh, Captain's Corner. We love him too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's uh, a big part of that. And uh, I think it's going to happen. I just think we're down the line a little bit. I just saw a right. couple of they got uh, uh, Adrian Street's got one now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll t- I'll take a back seat to that. But uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I think cousin Adrian, Jimmy Street's cousin Adrian Street. I'm just kidding. But yeah, he, you know, again, he's got one. But hey, it's going to happen. I'm feeling good about it. So we talked about the Pro Wrestling Loot Pint Size All-Stars. Got your awesome autograph photos, you know, that are always available. Literally, if you see a photo on the internet and you want Wolfie to sign that photo, we can make that happen. Absolutely. I was running a special uh, because, you know, me and Jimmy love the Titans and they broke our heart so i uh on my facebook i put a heartbreak special um you can get a pack of figures and two not one but two autograph eight by tens for 50 bucks oh Oh my god that's a huge deal i'm gonna text you later and get that for myself man (laughs) i would say that honestly is one of our best deals now i wasn't going to talk about the titans because i'm as sick as you are but man yeah, that was heartbreaking. I know I'm a lot of people sure that you, were heartbroken. I'm not sure how you sack a quarterback nine times and lose a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't either, man. The, the only thing is the picks, man. I just think he threw too many picks. And Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if Tannehill's our guy. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I thought he, he could help us, but, you know, we'll yeah. see. He'll get us close, but I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, you know, as a as an athlete that you know gets criticized for whatever I did or whatever, but don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I will say this: if since he gets an O line, they're going to be trouble in the future. So, but anyway, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the stupid Bengals. Any, <laughs> so we you know we covered your pictures. We got your pint size all stars. You know, right now we have you know Jeff Dino, Benji Bowie. You know, we love them. We got Eric Byford at Coach's Corner Sports Grill as a sponsor. I gotta Jay get Roper. down there, man. I gotta get down to Nashville and eat at the Coach's Corner, man. The Coach's oh, Corner. I love this dude, man, and he's got a huge, huge backstory that uh, I'm not gonna share right now because I don't have his permission, but. He's He's got a huge backstory and and what a comeback from that guy, man. Uh, yeah. And Benji, rock star realtor, man, our kids played together. Awesome person. Awesome person. Yeah. 
Jade Roper, the Southern Closer, she's a sponsor. Also, Jeff Dino. And then Eric, I think we should get Eric on the show, man. Yeah. I'd love to hear that story. You've told me a little bit about it, but I would yeah. love to hear and Eric's it's, story it's, from him. It's, you know? it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy, but uh, yeah. like I said, I don't want to say nothing without his permission. But yeah, we'll definitely get him on the show, and I'll work on that if you want me to. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. That would be great. I think the people can step away from wrestling a little bit. But you know, the cool thing is, is Byford, anybody that can hear a good story, I think, and is is welcome on this show. So, yeah. you know, what do you say, man, we get Aaron on the phone here and, and talk some Crossfire? What do you think about that, man? Let's do it, man. How All many right. matches are we looking at today? Two matches. Okay. going to be Wolfie versus Jamie and Wolfie versus Brian Christopher. So oh. we're going to watch the third match on next week's show, episode two of Wolfie's in the Crossfire. Yeah. I, I, so I those matches, I mean, in my head, I kind of remember those matches. So we'll, yeah. we'll go through those. But it was three good matches. Anytime, oh. I mean, obviously, anytime I wrestled Jamie, it was going to be good. And me and Brian also had great matches, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Let's years and years of chemistry built up, and yeah, and we're going to talk some with Aaron Camaro, the voice of Crossfire, and of course our number one Wolfie D. We'll be right back, folks. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D. merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one more time to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And today we are featuring Wolfie in the Crossfire. And really quick, I want to introduce a good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast. He is the voice of Crossfire or was the voice of Crossfire, Mr. Aaron Camaro of the Decibel Geek podcast. Buddy, it's great to have you on the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm really happy to be on the show with you guys. Wolfie, I've known you for a long while. Jimmy, you and I have been at the hip and away from each other, but always great friends for many, many years. And, you know, yeah. I don't have nobody really to talk wrestling with anymore. And I can't believe it's been so long ago. But today it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to talk about Crossfire Wrestling a little bit. I know. I'm excited. And Wolfie, you know, when you think of Crossfire, what do you think of? I think that it was a promotion that had so much potential. I mean, you've talked about this on the side, and I've seen this so many times with people that like it. Was, there was so much potential, but then the like, like I said, do you want a coach that has never been to the Super Bowl? Do you want a, a coach coaching you that has never been? To the playoffs. You know what I mean? Right. That's what happened to Crossfire. I think it was so good. The guy's name is Mark. Yeah. Uh, I think he just started letting people influence him that had not done anything in the business. And then I've seen it a hundred times. And that may seem arrogant for me or something, but I just think that's how it works, man. It was going great. I mean, the, the matches that we're going to watch, you're going to see that the fairgrounds was packed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the reason that it sailed south was because he 
and uh, a few other people thought, okay, we can do this ourselves. That's what happened. Call a spade a spade, man. Yeah. Right. Hard to disagree with that, man. I, you know what, Wolfie, I think you pretty close nailed it on the head because, you know, while Marcus, the thing I liked about Marcus, and I'll tell you one of my favorite things about Crossfire was being able to slide in to the old locker room in the back where you've got Jerry Lynn and Shane Douglas working on promos with guys like Paul Burchill. And I'd slide in there and I, I'd sit in the corner and I'd keep my mouth shut and I'd just listen and listen to what those guys were doing, you know? So he delegated to a lot of the right people, but at the end, man, it's been a long time ago, you know, and my heart was really broken (laughs) when that went down. But in the end, it really came down to one or two people just thought they could just have it. Yeah, man. I mean, me and uh, Jimmy talked about this today. I think it was right. Uh, Right. I've been in so many different, promotions that like they had potential it was tcw out of missouri or whatever they had the money they had everything just like crossfire they had it going on but then once they got a little bit of success they thought okay i can do this and no you can't man you you just can't you have to have the guys that have been there been in the middle of the ring when shit don't go exactly right or something like that and you gotta change it up the booking part of it you cannot just because you watched raw does not make you a booker and that <laughs> happens with uh independent wrestling i'm telling you yeah Yeah. So let me ask you this, because, you know, I was reading all this. This is actually the 11th anniversary of the start of Crossfire. So at at that time, I remember I was working in a promotion called NWA Main Event, and that was because of Aaron Camaro. Yeah. Um, Crossfire ended up ultimately costing me my job at NWA Main Event. So I remember talking to Aaron and I'm like, Aaron, get me booked there, man. You're you're you got this in, you know, get me booked there. And and obviously. This was like a big time promotion. And I was just too green at the time to even understand that it wasn't that simple. I had to earn that spot, much like all the guys in the back had earned their spot. So that being said. Yeah, because those shows, man, those shows were all star studded, man. All of them. Right. And I remember reading all about the shows and and I remember seeing all the people on it. And I mean, I'm going to go over a little later the list of every star on these shows from the beginning to the end. But it was really a short run. It was like two and a half years tops. Basically, the first I want to get into is what got you into Crossfire, Wolfie? Like, what was the start of that for you? Man, uh, Jimmy, I really don't remember how it happened or whatever. But just, I mean, I was always, uh, I mean, the building it was in. Right. You know what I mean? It was the fairgrounds. It was, um, yeah. it was USWA. So I think Marcus came to me. I don't remember who came to me about it. But yeah. I actually, when we watch this match, you're going to see that, like, this was in between my Slash and my Wolfie D. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to be at that point. I really didn't know what I wanted to be at that point. I didn't have shorts. Yeah. I had tights on, but I wasn't Slash and I wasn't Wolfie D. And it was just kind of like I'd been out of business for a minute and I was like, eh. And so they asked me to come back and I'm telling you, the fairgrounds is my home. Yeah. You kind of came with the building, right? 
<laughs> we showed up to run the first show and we opened a closet door and there's Wolfie. Hey, I live here. Exactly. Dude, like that was my place, man. I mean, as yeah. a kid, as a kid, that's the first place that I ever saw wrestling. And oh, then, man. you know, me and Jamie did what we did and blah, 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 blah. So that's my place, man. That's my place. So if we can fill it up and, um, uh, do whatever angle i'm i'm down with it you know i, I well, missed that. missed that basically you coming with the building is not even a joke you you are part of the people that built that place so you know to kind of turn from you to aaron aaron what was your in and, and do you remember the start of crossfire and what you were hearing at the time Sure. So I came down to Nashville because I grew up in central Wisconsin and I came down to Nashville in about 2002, I want to say. My brother was living down here and I came down to visit and he was like, you got to come with me to the fairgrounds on Wednesday night. And I said, what is it? He's like TNA wrestling. It's been going for a minute now, but you never know who's going to show up down there. You got to come with me. And I'm like, hell to the yeah, you know, let's go. And so we go down there and I'd be like, the fairgrounds would be packed, you know? And like he said, you know, you'd never know who would show up. And so we started going and I was like, wow, you can do this every Wednesday night in Nashville. And it's like, yeah. Hell yeah. So like two months later, I'm living down here because it's like, well, you know, living down here has got way more opportunities than what I had back home. So I want to come here. So I started going to the Wednesday night shows and I'm looking at Jeremy Borash going, man, that guy's got it good. Look at him. You know, I could do that. I could do better, probably better than that guy. You know what it must be like to ring an ounce in this fairgrounds with the place packed. And that was one thing I always wanted to do. So once I got down here, I realized, wow, you know, there's little promotions all over the place down here back then there were you know so i end up getting an opportunity at saw in millersville thanks to crawl and a few other guys tj weatherby you know gave me a shot out there doing a little ring announcing so then yeah. from there i work for a while and then i go to nwa main event as a ring announcer and then i'm right. doing little shows here and there on the side so i'm at main event for a while i work my way up to you know and i've talked to jimmy about this where i've said you know people said i was the booker of the show but i wasn't you know, I never touched an envelope. Mike Porter didn't even let me choose who came in and who didn't. You know, I was just kind of like, here, they're giving it to me. And this is the roster. These are the guys make stories that people care about. And that's what I tried to do the best of my ability. And we were having a lot of success there for a little NWA show on Thursday nights in Nashville. So yeah, at that point, I must have been out at Saw for just doing a shot at Saw, doing some ring announcing because I ran into Marcus and Hammerjack out there. And they said, hey, man, what are you oh, doing? Oh, Hammerjack. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'd see Hammerjack all the time because he was always out in Millersville. So I talked to them. I said, what, do you got, what are you doing tonight after the show? And I said, I'm going home, I guess. And they said, hey, meet us over here at the scoreboard out by Opry Mills. And I said, oh, man, I love that place. I'll meet you there. So here I'm going to have a, have a beer with a couple of dudes, you know. So I get down there and they start talking to me about their plans, you know, and at that time it was the tribute to the fairgrounds show. And they said, you know, we've been talking about this. We're putting the pieces together to make it happen. And, you know, possibly more down the line. But right now we're concentrating on this tribute to the fairgrounds show because even way back then they were talking about tearing that building down, which God rested. It's finally gone. Yeah. But they said, you know, you're the first guy we're talking to. You're the dude, you know, you're you're what we want as like the voice of Crossfire. And then I was like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. You know where the show's going to be at the fairgrounds. Psh, I'm in. 
you know? <laughs> and so I, I make the commitment, you know, there's, it's on this day, you know, we want you to be here. Maybe come, come a little early. If you can't do videos and stuff, I'm like, yeah, whatever you need, man, I'll set up chairs. I don't care. I helped set up the ring at Crossfire a few times. And, uh, so then I got to go back to Mike Porter, who's my boss at NWA main event. And I got to tell him, Hey man, I just want to let you know, I know we ain't running. We only run on Thursday nights. So on this Saturday, you know, two, three Saturdays from now, I'm working this show at the fairgrounds and he's pissed. So then I got him and Burt Prentice kind of, you know, they're, they're mad at me, you know, real mad at me. And Burt Prentice never liked me anyway. That guy always hated me. And so they're pissed at me. So what they do is they come to me and go, hey, Aaron, uh, just want to let you know, this is one of these funny old time promoter things, you know, and God rest both their souls. And I love Mike Porter for giving me the opportunities he did. But they came back to me and said, hey, you grew up in Wisconsin, didn't you? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure did. You know, and they're like, you know, you watch that AWA up there. Oh, yeah, you know, we watched that AWA up there when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, they go, what about Larry's Biscuit? Like, Larry's, oh, I love, like, yeah, Larry's Biscuit was awesome. And they're like, well, that Saturday night that you're doing that show down at the fairgrounds, we got Larry's Zabisco coming here. Oh, man. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Dirty dogs. But I was like, look, man, you know, even man, that, that and, you know what? That, it that goes was, back. Porter and that was Bird. That's just yeah, yeah. That. Just old time promoter stuff. That's what they did. You know, it yeah. was part exactly. part of it. You know, nothing against them, whatever, you know. Yeah, but big, they, big, they tried to make me know, choose. Rest in peace. But yeah, fuck all that old time promoter bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That was, that's yes, my, bad that's times. That's my thought on it. Good times and bad times, but sometimes I didn't get along. And Jamie will tell you this: I didn't get along with Bert a lot. I mean, I worked for Bert a lot. I worked for Porter, but also at the same time, there's many stories on the podcast where I had a lot of uh, interactions with those guys. Where it was, yeah, yeah they were characters, man. Go back in the archives. You'll hear an amazing Bert story and an amazing Mike story. Both uh, are great. Anyway, Aaron, you're basically getting to the point you're having to make a choice between NWA main event, which is kind of your heart and soul, yeah. and Crossfire, this up-and-coming star-studded event. You know, at that point, you're kind of put across the log and trying to make a decision there. Where are you leaning? It's like Wolfie said. It's the fairgrounds, man. You know? Yeah. I got to work that fairgrounds show. I just got to. I got to, you know? Yeah. Zbisco, living legend. Fuck that. I'm going to the fairgrounds. (laughs) They were trying to. I told Jimmy this. One of the greatest things to me, not just because we were drawing or whatever, but the Nashville fairgrounds was so cool to me because, like, they sold beer there. And and not every uh, venue did that. Right. Oh, beer. We had fights in the fucking stands so many times, which was like, it made it more awesome. (laughs) You know, me and Tommy and Doug, you know, we're we're fighting in the stands and the fans are fighting because they're drunk. Yeah, yeah. It was just fun, man. It was the, the National Fairgrounds was built. I know some people do and some people don't understand that that building was built by wrestling. Yeah, they, Nick, Nick for Willis wrestling. for wrestling, for Nick, yeah, that, that distinct building. purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what makes it so cool to me. Because, like, as a kid, 
that's what I went there and watched. And and I'll I'll tell you my my favorite uh, match. I think it was my I don't know my first time there. So I'm not my favorite wrestlers or whatever. But it was Terry Taylor against Bill Dundee. Yeah. I just remember that. And to know that that building was built for wrestling, you know, now as a, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And to know that. Yeah, and to know that now I sold it out. That's fucking that's, awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can say, okay, I, I did something right there, you know? I did something. So speaking of Doug, you brought him up. So on January 29th, 2011, Saw and Crossfire. Saw was Southern All-Star Wrestling. It was a regional promotion that ran specifically out of Nashville. I myself got to work there. That's where I met Wolfie. And so Saw and Crossfire are getting together to do a co-promotion for a tribute to the fairgrounds. And it's going to have all the greats. Uh, It was headlined by a singles match of, of course, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. But the match before that was a very familiar match in Wolfie D and Doug Gilbert. Do you remember that time? I mean, I know you've wrestled Doug a million times. but uh. (laughs) I mean, that particular match, no, I don't remember it. I I don't know. You have to it's show it. But, uh, me and Doug have always uh, worked good together against each other and with each other. So Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we pretty much have done entire episodes about Doug, especially your time with him and Tom. I love I love Doug. You know, got some wildfire and some Doug. You know, Aaron loves my impersonations. Anyway, <laughs> so so Crossfire is kind of kicking in. And this first show, after the first show, what are you guys hearing after that? You know, is it really something that they're like, hell yeah, we did something here. Let's keep it going. Or, you know. I think, I don't know, you know, Aaron can uh, comment on this, but I just felt like, okay, this is something good now. Because before that, after USWA went out of business, business then you had Bert going in there right then this dude Marcus uh he went in there and uh kind of did something good man and I thought it was going to be good but once again what I said earlier about okay I'm gonna let my friends book this and that's why it fucked up he did good with it at first but then he got that fucking my friend thing uh going and uh, I think it fucked up after that, but it, it was good. I mean, you can look at the houses, yeah, and, and yeah. the matches that you want to watch. We'll show you that. I mean, the, the people were there and stuff like that, but yeah, you yeah. fucked up after that. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of Marcus, we've got him on the line here. <laughs> uh, Boy, we're all in trouble now. Yeah, no, no I see. Kidding. I had a totally different experience with Marcus. You know, with me, I was grateful for the opportunity because I wanted to work the fairgrounds. And then I was grateful for the opportunity because it was the best paying gig I'd ever had in wrestling. You know, beats driving out to Laverne for 20 bucks or, you know, right. spending it at the bar next door or, you know, going right. out to Lebanon for 20 bucks or whatever. You know, if if you're lucky to get that, you know, so yeah, yeah, twenty bucks was always my my minimum, and that's what I always got for ringing out in a whole show. But I love doing it. So then to get the opportunity to be, you know, and Jimmy, you said you're going to be reading a list of awesome names later on, but yeah. to get to ring announce for guys like that. And, you know, like I said, coming to Nashville, going to the TNA shows down at the fairgrounds and just being into it, you know, just loving it and watching Slash and the Disciples of the New Church. And I had no idea that Slash and Wolfie D were the same guy at the time. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Because <laughs> he looked so different at that point. Right. And I remember, you know, like we said, Jimmy working at The Great Escape and me going down there to get those 99-cent old-school pro wrestling illustrated magazines and find action yeah. figures for my kid. We're taking him down to the fairgrounds, and, you know, he wants an action figure of every guy. Well, at right. TNA, in those beginning days, they didn't have action figures till later on. So I would go down to the Great Escape, find used action figures, take them home, bust them apart, glue them back together, repaint them, and here you go. You got a slash. Here's, oh, here's, here's a Brian Lee to go with them. Shut, you know? Shut up, Aaron. Shut yeah, up. for real. <laughs> I ought to find it. I, I know it's still here somewhere packed away. Someday I'll find it. I'll take a picture of it. It's oh like God. a... You it's like that. it's like part kick, it's like part weird butt. stone cold with <laughs> hardcore holly legs i think something like okay. that i don't remember uh, long time ago that's awesome cold who did he yeah. ever be anyway so well that's amazing because you know by the end of 2022 i have promised wolfie that he is going to have his own action figure he also has the current pint size all-stars for pro yeah. Luke. contact warren wolf on facebook for that info anyway back to the show here so <laughs> just gotta stop for a minute to let everybody know you don't have to make your own wolfie d action figures anymore not anymore no. baby so uh, as that said today's show we are doing a watch along those are some of our most popular shows as you know second only to ask wolfie anything so may 14th 2011 it was crossfire tribute to the fair part two and this one was wolfie and your old buddy road dog yeah. versus doug and tommy so at this time you know, Crossfire's doing something else. They're continuing. Saw maybe dropped off, but it looks like Crossfire's getting a little traction here. Now, they are leaning pretty heavy on uh, the Memphis side of things, but yeah. the cool thing was is the headlining match was the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. So I got to ring announce that. How cool, you know? That is super cool. So, Wolfie, at this time, you and Road Dog could wrestle anyone, but at the same time, you know, you're getting in the ring with another tag team that you've wrestled a million times. At this time, how does that feel? I mean, is it same old, same old? Everybody's, you know, having a good time. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love everybody that uh, you just mentioned in the fucking match. Yeah, this is great. I love them. <laughs> and I mean, that was a great tag team match. But then you also have the Battle of the Expresses. On that same show, you had Jerry Lynn. You had Brian Christopher. You had uh, Scarface, Gary Valiant. <laughs> and our buddy, the late, great Joe Cephas. So, yeah. you know, kind of... Scarface. Uh, Gary Valiant. No, uh, Scarface. I got you. Listen to Ask Wolfie Anything Part 1 and you'll know the whole story on that. (laughs) Anyway, we love you, Gary. No hate, man. We love you. Come on the show sometime. Okay, so now, leading into this, after the second show... Yeah, because you got to remember, those those first three shows were a little bit different. They were actually a lot different than what Crossfire would be going forward. Those three tribute to the fairgrounds shows, that's what they were meant to be. They were supposed to be guys like Wolfie D partnering up with BG James to take on those other guys. And it's perfect, you know, because that's what people remember the fairgrounds for and the rock and rolls and the express and all those guys you listed off. Yeah. Totally separate thing. When Crossfire kicks off, it's brand new at that point. Right. 
and it was good, Aaron. I, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, Marcus did a great job there at the first. He really did. Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Yeah. See, and like I said, and I'm friends with Marcus to this day. You know, I'll get a call from him from time to time. And, you know, it was it was one of those things where when it ended, I knew something shady was going on. And I had my suspect on what it was. Exactly. I could, I could do a whole crazy just to hold the death of crossfire episode that would just blow your freaking mind for the way not just how it ended but some of the things that happened after it ended where to me it made me feel at the end like you know marcus really he he fucking tried man i'll give him that i know he worked his ass off i think at the end he sold his car to try to reimburse people money you know he really cared about it and was really trying to make a TV product. And one thing back then that he was doing that nobody did at the time that you see all the time now on WWE, you see it all the time on the NFL and other major sports broadcast filming stuff in 3d the entrances. Nobody was doing that stuff back then. And at the time he actually had people coming around from TV networks that were interested in what he was doing. Did he spend a shit ton of money on lights and cameras and all that? Yeah, yeah. he sure did. Yeah, I did. I, I, but that was his goal, man. He didn't I, just want to have a wrestling promotion. Anybody could rent a building on Dickerson Road and run a wrestling show if that's what you want to right, do. Right, right. But what he was doing was above, way above and way beyond anything that had gone on here since TNA, you know? I, I'm I'm with you on that, man. But there was just with me personally, there was a couple of things that uh, he did that I did not like. Yeah, uh, uh, and that's and that's personal stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. As far as running a hell of a, it, it was a hell of a run. That whole run. Yeah. Oh, you know what sucks was your last show. The very next one, they packed that fairgrounds beyond what was supposed to be in there. I looked exactly. at that cagematch.com and there was like 2,000 plus people in that fairgrounds that night. Yeah, that's the thing. But then, like, I look at it like this, all right? Like, Crossfire did good. They didn't bring the bleachers down, but they also, we're going to do these watch-alongs or whatever, and you're going to see it's fucking packed. Yeah. But when we did USWA, it was, we had a different seating capacity, you know, the different ticket capacity. It just, everything was different. Yeah. But on all these, it was still packed out, and uh, I just kept talking to Marcus. I was like, man, there's a couple of things we got to do different. And me and him didn't see eye to eye on, uh, hey, let me help you here. That, yeah. And that's the bottom line. So, yeah. And, I, you know, Wolfie, I've heard those frustrations from you and other promotions that didn't have half the money that Marcus was dealing with. And I respect the guy. Like I said, I never worked for the show. I did attend a couple of the early events just to see those stars because I was still a fan, although I was trying to work my way into the business. But, you know, basically the the thing that I saw was that they were really leaning heavy on the Memphis, what brought the fairgrounds, what brought the people to it, you know, legends and stuff like that. But like you said, Aaron, it does change after the first three. So August 20th, 2011, Crossfire Tribute to the Fair. Three. Now this one, <laughs> your old buddy. Yeah. Can we get a, we get a Jamie Dundee impersonation real quick? Oh, you need my you need my puppet. No, we're, we'll leave the puppet alone tonight. But just uh, overall, Aaron, has has Aaron seen my puppet? Uh huh. 
Oh, you haven't Wednesday seen my puppet? You got, you got a JC Ice puppet? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> it's amazing. It's is this amazing. on your YouTube stuff that you do? It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. yeah. I got to see watch. this. You got to watch yeah, it. But anyway, long story short, we've got this match. So, okay, now this is the deal. August 20th, 2011, probably hotter than 100 hells in that building. So how is it working, Jamie? I know you've known him as a tag team partner, but how is it working him? Well, when me and Jamie before uh, PG thirteen, right? They're just these two kids. I was I don't know sixteen or something like that, and uh, me and Jamie started working each other. We met each other in uh, I think it was Hartsville, Tennessee, and we just started wrestling each other. And everybody was like, "Damn, this shit's good!" And, and we were killing the people that were on top. Like we would wrestle, you know, the first you know one or two matches or something like that and fucking just kill it and uh you know long story short is that pg-13 came about when i came up with the gimmick from chris champion helped me come up with that and then he was like you guys need to be a tag team yeah so yeah. that was the thing. but anyway we always had good matches together before we were even a tag team so the, the right. match to watch is uh the crossfire match. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that I love is I always felt like, you know, like Road Warrior, Hawk, and Animal. Hawk was the more agile, athletic one. Animal, he was the powerhouse. Right. You guys, however, you were like the athletic, agile one, and Jamie was like the mouthpiece, man. Oh, he's he a mouthpiece, yeah. You- that was our gimmick, man. He was a talker, and yes, uh, and I give him that. He was the fucking mouthpiece. He made that part of us but then when it came to the ring stuff it yeah. was like it was me also i feel that uh, i made him better he made me better i don't know right. what he would say but at this point but he would have to say the same if he's being honest sure you think know. so yeah let's bring in our friend aaron here i don't know if we've uh, introduced you i'm just kidding <laughs> what, what <laughs> are you thinking when you see the pg-13 guys that are about to throw down how are you feeling at this time i'm trying to remember wolfie were you the heel in that program which program are you talking about talk about the one at crossfire because i know that you guys had worked like after pg-13 i saw some memphis old memphis stuff where you and and jamie were in a program with each other but jamie was the heel but i think if i remember right in crossfire you were the heel weren't you uh, I don't know that I was the heel. Because or did that, or was that a switch later on for Brian Christopher? I don't know, man. Well, th- th- honestly, I don't remember stuff that good uh, because I'm brain dead. But Jesus uh, Christ, uh, man, how many chair shots have you taken? Yeah, too many. Shouldn't <laughs> 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 laugh about that. <laughs> but I think in this one with Jamie, it was like we broke up or something. And, uh, you know, I was kind of the baby face because it's my town, man. That's where yeah, I grew up. Yeah, where right, I, right. Where I lived and everything. So talk about because, it. And we're about to right now. So, but one of the things is that was a big deal with you and the upcoming Brian Christopher deal too, is, you know, he was from Memphis. You were the Nashville kid. Yeah, you know, yeah. what are you trying to do here in Nashville? But like Wolfie said, let's not get ahead of ourselves here right now. Go into the show note, listeners, and go to the very first match. There's going to be a link right beside it. And it's going to say, Wolfie versus Jamie Dundee. Now you go out from it, you click on it on a separate device, whatever, and watch along with us. So I'm going to count us down and you all hit play when I say go. Okay. All right. Three, 
two, one, go. Alright. So the fucking uh, throws the powder. He throws the powder. Oh, yeah. Jamie's always the heel when you guys face off, isn't he? It's just the natural <laughs> order of things. Yeah. <laughs> with, with his wife beater on and everything. Oh, man. See, this is one thing that makes me mad when I watch this stuff is this isn't the original commentary. The original commentary for this would have been myself and Hot Rod Biggs. Yeah. This is somebody else got the footage uh, and Jamie Stomp. The Jamie Stomp themselves. The Dundee Stomp, man. That shit hurts. I promise. Look at Wolfie D, man. You got a good tan. You're looking good. You're in yeah. shape, brother. <laughs> Look at you, homie. I love those boots, man. Who made See, those? This was a period where I was like, do I want to be Slash or do I want to be Wolfie again? And look, the, he just did our move to us. Yeah. Uh, Dirty That dog. was the PG-13 move. He just gave it to me. Used it against you. Yeah. He says, where's your hubcap now, Wolfie D? <laughs> right. <laughs> I always kind of liked this version of you in Crossfire where you were kind of, you were in between Wolfie D and Slash. It was like you found that happy medium in the middle, and I always kind of dug that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, honestly. I didn't like that. I, I don't know where I was at this point. I was yeah. like, where am I right But he stomped on my fingers. I always liked the finger stomp for whatever oh, reason. Dude. I, I did that so many times as a manager after Dutch taught it to me. Uh, <laughs> I've been stomped so many times. It's amazing. That finger yeah. stomp is the best. All right. Here we go. Uh, I rake. Okay. Throw me out. Uh, okay. Man, those crowds were always so hot down there too, man. I, I, God bless the fairgrounds. I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I took the best out of the ring ever. From anybody. <laughs> that was before there were pads out there. Yeah. Just fucking slap that fucking concrete. The cool thing is, is it looks like you just did enough to slow your momentum. You didn't really do the old hook and, and hold yourself and then yeah. drop. Yeah. All right. What we so got this, here? This is tribute to the Fairgrounds 3, right? Yeah. Yeah. August 20th, 2000. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. If I can throw me down, let me rest a minute. <laughs> let me breathe. So, uh, do you Jeez. all talk during this? Are you all talking at all during this? Or are you just selling? Uh, we're probably not talking right now, but he knows. Just fucking let me rest a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hold on to me for a second. Let's hug. I got you, brother. I got There's you, brother. Gay hugging going on. <laughs> and that's totally fine, kids. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> look, but, but look at that. Yeah, okay. I'll sell it. But, the, I'll but sell look it. at the fans in the front row, too, though. They're going crazy. I, they're, they, they're buying it. They're willing yeah. you on, man. Come on, Wolfie. Don't let the people down. So I see what you're saying, Wolfie. They didn't bring down the... There he I is. I see that area is open. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, now he goes to the nerve pinch. Not okay. the nerve pinch. Motherfucker. Uh, that's awesome man and 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 tell me this watch these boom boom 
Tell me those good punches. Those, those are, are great punches. Punches. Yeah. Those are Memphis fucking punches. And that up and over, he got down too. You didn't. You didn't have to. Uh, on that, you know? Boom. Nice. Is it, is it? Oh my god! Talk to him, Wolfie. People are eating it up. Tell him. I mean, they're loving that. I mean, it's just little shit like that. Just that sit down power bomb is a Wolfie special, though. So I'm feeling like choking the dude that overdubbed his own commentary onto this over the classic. Well, this is why we're <laughs> doing this, Aaron. So let me let me shut up and you talk more. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at this spot. I love this spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good ref bump spot. Is that Rudy that's, Charles? I think it is Rudy. Rudy's yeah, the best, man. Best referee I ever worked with. I mean, that's totally me. I promise you I called that spot. He's tapping yeah. out. Hold up on the referee. Okay, you're not going down then, boom. Rudy's taking a nap. Yeah. That's hilarious. Can't get you up. Now what? What's Jamie going to do? <laughs> uh, here comes he got? more powder. Oh. He's got the knucks. Oh. Still can't get me, though. Still can't get me. He could have count to 15. Uh. People are mad. <laughs> Nobody get a ref. Whose boots does he have on? Ah, are you fucking kidding me? That ain't All Night Bobby, is it? I don't think so. I don't think All Night Bobby was ever in Crossfire, was he? I don't think so, no. I, I can't believe he would have been. No, no. Look at that. We're done after that one. It's it, baby. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Oh God, Wolfie! Can't believe you do that to me. Wolfie, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you beat me like that. God damn it! <laughs> I can't believe you beat me. <laughs> He's got the best, Jamie. Man, <laughs> other than Nick Nitros, you got the best, Jamie. Okay. Oh, so, geez, Nick Nitros. <laughs> oh, fuck that so, guy. So anyway, so yeah, yeah. What a fuck second, that right? guy. Hey, you got so, a you got a sidebar. Hey, this is actually a crossfire story, but I got a sidebar Nick Nitro okay. story for you. Please. Well, let me pause it. Going into yeah. on my thing, we're going into me and Brian. Yeah, yeah. But, go ahead and talk about Nick Nitro because all right, so, I can I can give you many stories there. So Nick <laughs> Nitrous shows up at Crossfire, and I go to Mark, and I'm like, "What the fuck is he supposed to be?" You know, he's like. Is he a manager? No. Is he an announcer? No. Is he going to do commentary? No. What the fuck is he then? You know, I never understood. You know, I was just like, well, right. whatever, you know. Right. So a fan comes in, and about a month before this, we had done an all-women's wrestling show out in Laverne. It was a catastrophe. There was a riot at the show. I'll t that's what? a great story for another time. But. Uh -huh. There was a poster of it, and it had all the women on there. And then way down at the bottom, because I made the poster, I put the promoter because he was playing a role on the show. I put myself, and I put my buddy uh, Wicked Nemesis on there, just little pictures down at the bottom. But this guy brought the poster and said, hey, man, I got this poster. I found it hung up wherever at the show. Would you sign it for me? I go, yeah, no problem. So I get way down at the bottom where my picture is, and I sign real little, you know, Aaron Camaro. 
I was like, fuck yeah, somebody asked me to sign a wrestling poster. This must be what Wolfie D feels like all the time. <laughs> so then Nick Nitrous walks up right behind me. He's like, what are you doing? You know, I said, well, this check. So this guy brought this poster, this show I worked on. And I got my, my pictures on there. And I signed it. Really cool. You know, I asked for an autograph. He goes, let me see that. Grabs the pen, writes Nick Nitrous over the whole entire poster giant in a big way oh my god that motherfucker didn't even work on that show nobody asked him to sign that poster and he walks up and does that walks away and i go to marcus i go i'm gonna kill this motherfucker you gotta keep him away from me all right you only worry about him i can't even imagine (laughs) all right here you go jimmy this could be a part of the show every week okay and it's now time for your nick nitrous minute time to tell the story about the one of the most ridiculous motherfuckers you could ever possibly meet if you believe that then me and you are way on the same page but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right believe so. it i've seen it with my own eyes <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe. Yeah. all right so uh him and this other kid i can't remember the other kid's name i started training them i trained them in uh shelbyville okay and nick didn't want to take no bumps because according to him he had something wrong with his neck or whatever blah 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 he don't want to take no bumps and this other kid i want to say it was like his nephew or something and I can't remember the kid's name. I mean, he never did anything and never went anywhere. I think he probably went to jail, too. Mm. But trained both of them. So you're to but blame. He got in the ring, used my name. Yeah. And uh, like like you seen on, uh, what was it, NWA or something? Yeah, NWA saw. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so he got on there. And because of your name. Yeah. Convinced. Bro. Crawl, yeah. Oh, Wolfie D trained him and you know, all this kind of shit. But he never took a fucking bump, believe me. He never took a fucking bump. So, and you ever get smarting. to the you ever get to the point where you go to him and be like, Hey, knock it off, quit telling people that? Yeah, uh, I didn't really give a fuck, honestly. And- at that point, would somebody would like crawl or somebody have called you and said, hey, I got this guy here says he was trained by you. Is, is that because that's an old time thing that would always happen. I but does that happen did. around like that? If I'm not mistaken. They did. And they fired him because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I told him, I said, listen, this is what I did with him. He didn't want to do nothing, blah, blah, blah. But. Yeah, they, you know, you know, these outlaw shows, man, they'll just let you do whatever. Yeah, true. I love what he calls one of the biggest shows I ever worked on an outlaw show. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about, Jimmy. I was at the fairgrounds with Wolfie. Well, we, yeah, we were on Crossfire. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> anyway, so. All right, so that was our Nitros Minute. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the next match is Brian Christopher versus Wolfie. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. (laughs) 
Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. All right, we're back. And thanks so much to all of our awesome sponsors. You guys keep the podcast going. Another thing that keeps the podcast going are the awesome guests and friends we have on the show. So Aaron, once again, man, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. Aaron has his own show, Decibel Geek Podcast. We'll put that over in just a little bit, but we do want to bring it back here to Crossfire. Aaron, again, was the voice of Crossfire. Wolfie, one of the big-time stars of Crossfire. And this episode is called Wolfie in the Crossfire. So we just watched the match. It was Wolfie versus Jamie Dundee. These guys knew each other like the back of their hands. No questions asked there. That was August 20th, 2011. In November 5th, 2011, this was the first start of a new style of Crossfire. This one was called Crossfire, A New Beginning. And the match that Wolfie had during this one shows that it's trying to be a new beginning as Wolfie worked Eric Andrews. Wolfie, do you have any memories about Eric? Yes. I mean, a lot, man. It was a fun time. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. What about? I'm not mistaken. I think Wolfie worked twice that night. So yeah, exactly, Aaron. Just like you said, Wolfie worked two matches this night. The first match was against Eric Andrews. The second match is the first match he worked against Brian Christopher with Crossfire. Now, the main event for this show was Fit Finley and Al Snow. Uh, They also had a a New Age Outlaws match later in the show, too. But, you know, to kind of go here, Wolfie and Eric Andrews had a match. Like you said, Wolfie, Eric was a good worker. He was certainly good for that area right yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and uh i actually worked an angle with eric andrews for saul that was my last thing that i did in nashville before i moved back to virginia i know the listening audience could not wait to hear that so <laughs> anyway yeah, see i worked i've worked with eric andrews over the years on countless shows in and around the nashville area and you know i don't really really know him personally well enough to tell you what the answer is but he was right. always one of those guys that i thought you know why didn't at least tna pick up on this guy you know why didn't wwe ever give a guy like that a shot you know because i always thought eric was really good on the mic in the ring yeah. you know yeah. and there was a point where he could have really in the right time right place could have really done something i think oh absolutely and i mean maybe it was his size um maybe it was you know a lot of things but again a lot of guys smaller than him are getting over as we speak so who knows but anyway eric if you're listening glad we always had a a good rapport together so local uh, local hero for sure absolutely so this next match is our second watch along of the show once again kids Go into the show notes, click on the second match, and after I say go, go ahead and hit play. So are we all ready to watch this awesome match with Brian Christopher and Wolfie D? I'm ready. Wolfie, you ready, buddy? I'm ready. All right. So three, two, one, go. Oh, who's that good-looking fella? And I ain't talking about Brian Christopher. Who is that? I don't know. 
<laughs> He's the mouth of the North, I heard. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes to get me a gig at the fairgrounds, I'll take it. Man, bless Brian, though. I love that it. guy. Right? Look at that guy. I love him, man. He's I so cool. I hated it. I hated it that he's gone. I hated it. I yeah. hated it. He was, he was so nice, man. Such a good dude. I, I, you know, me and him worked together. Yeah. We also worked against each other. So, God, we all great matches. Do you remember, uh, like, why they made you wrestle twice this night? Is this just they wanted to set up uh, this angle? I sure. Yeah. And just made Man. sense for the show yeah see with this out. and you see there there's me i'm down at ringside and here comes wolfie d and the whole build-up for this was that brian christopher is a recording artist yeah and what's kind of cool is that what it was was he did his own version of i'm too sexy but it was called i'm too sex a <laughs> and so that made him a recording artist and Wolfie D comes down and basically says, I don't give a damn what you think you are, you know, yeah, which I, I thought that house, was cool. Though. Look at that house. Look yeah. That. Oh, so, so good. But the funny thing was, is again, we, in this case here, we've got a case of the dubbed over commentary. Don't, why would you do that? Don't do that. Don't take yeah. somebody else's commentary, take it off and put your own on just to release it. That's not cool. But in this case, you see me, I'm down at ringside because you guys have the microphone, right? So when the talk is done, I will get the microphone. Like when it's dropped now, now you're going to see me. I'm going to probably run, grab the microphone as soon as I get a chance. And then I have to run all the way back up the aisle. And then I have to run through the locker room, up the stairs, down a little hallway, and jump in on the commentary. <laughs> and I'd have to do man. that every single time. So then when the match is over, I stand up and say the winner of the match is, and then I have to run downstairs to announce the next match. And at which time I will run all the way back up there again to call commentary. But I loved every moment of it. Yeah. I saw you sprint out there and that was awesome. Yeah. Those pants that, that, that Brian's wearing, my God, that's from the, fall collection of the pg-13 right <laughs> don't say that jimmy stop it <laughs> but look at that house look at that yeah. house look at that house i always, always love the quick look we're out there, there look at that house yeah and it's not just the amount of people it's how hot that crowd always was you just can't beat a nashville tennessee Fairgrounds sportatorium wrestling crowd. Yeah. Nope. Unless uh, you're at a Burt Prentice show and there's not. 10 people there. Right. Absolutely not. You cannot beat that, man. <laughs> Fuck. Look at that shit. I breaks up the look, at, look at that crowd. That's fucking awesome, man. I loved it. I used to know how to work that crowd so good on the microphone, get them so hyped up for these shows and these matches. Look at that. 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 Boom. Boom. I tell you. I remember all this. 
with the right push, Brian could have been one of the all-time greats, man. I mean, same for Wolfie, but honestly, seriously, Brian was so damn talented. And going forward, Brian was a big right. part of Crossfire right. through to the end. Yeah. Just wait. This is a great match. Great match. Oh, super kick. Yeah. The first of the trilogy between Brian yeah. Christopher and Wolfie D in Crossfire <laughs> Wrestling. Oh, shit. That, that hurt. You're looking at it, folks, if you've never been there, and you'll never have the opportunity to now because it's been demolished. This is the Nashville Sportatorium, the sports arena, legendary wrestling venue in Nashville, Tennessee, and has been for many, many years. And these shows down here were just some of the greatest things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. Big miss. Big miss. Big miss. Yeah. Yeah. So when Brian Christopher had his his own song, I actually uh, was on that. Oh, I was really? on the original version of the song. <laughs> it's true. Uh, That's awesome. I send you the audio. I still it, have it. it. Please do. I'll drop it in the show, man. I'm too uh, sexy. Oh. Here he comes! Look, he's doing his little. Fans loved him down there, man. He's doing his daddy shit right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh. Oh Bye shit! Down. Boom. Hmm. <laughs> too many guys are gone now. You know, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Oh. Not for long. Mm. Mm, I hate that bootleg that? commentary. <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah. What's his name, Aaron? I'm not even going to say it. Okay. I was going to put him down, but yeah, I get it. Don't give him anything. Look, here we go. Here we go. The bulldog. The bulldog. Boom. Boom. All right. Rudy Charles once again, man. I love that guy. You know oh, what? I thought- watch I watch WWE now and you know you see Rudy Charles all the time and have for years, but it still makes me smile because he was one of the guys down here in Nashville with us that was so good. It's like, man, somebody should do something with this guy, you know, bring him man. up to a level where he belongs and sure yeah. enough, he got there. That was a psycho it. fucking uh clothesline. I don't know where I came with that, but <laughs> oh, he's going to the top. Oh God, Airwolf! Here comes Airwolf. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, Wolfie, because we're we're close to the same age, so I could have not done that at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope when we uh, set up the ring earlier that night that we got the boards all nice and even for you for that, Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't joking, I think. <laughs> no, we really did, I'm oh, sure. <laughs> whatever. Give him that. Oh. Still looking out. Yeah. 
Fuck, man. See, and this Nashville crowd was so hot for both of you guys. And Brian Brian Christopher was so over in Nashville. He'd be down at, like, one of them comic conventions or whatever and have a line of people wanting to meet him. Yeah. There's a cool interview with you guys at the horror convention. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I look back at that now, and I remember Marcus is like, well, go talk to him. Go talk to him. And he's in the middle of a conversation, so I, like, force him into a promo he wasn't prepared for, and he knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And Wolfie can't stand that he just lost, and he's <laughs> whipping, whipping a half ton of ass right here. Oh, boo. Everybody's booing Wolfie D. Now this you're you're right Aaron this did this was the start of a trilogy And you know Wolfie you kind of talk about the booking in this but I think the trilogy with you and Brian Christopher was just awesome oh. you know it had the perfect build to that a real stiff. ending That was that was did you know that he could take that? Is that why you did it like that, or you just did it? <laughs> he's he's my brother. I love him. I knew he'd take it. Yeah. Knock his block off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody there like that. No, he's great. Great shot. Great shot. Great shot. Aaron, you know, here you come. Look at that, Look at that jacket. Yeah. It's shiny and green in honor of Fit Finley. What I love that you you walked around like that, bro. You were living the gimmick, and I always respect that about you. So, okay, so you people uh, get uh, people uh, get disappointed. I've run into people that are wrestling fans and stuff. Wolfie, you've probably had this more than way more than I have. Where like they'll meet me and be like, "Where's your bandana? Why aren't you wearing a shiny jacket?" You know, <laughs> really? Like it's Sunday. I'm at Kroger. <laughs> yeah well you know hey so you asked wolfie a question about the booking there and he was in the midst of being lance russell so ask him again i think it's a good question well when we're talking about like the booking or maybe lack thereof at crossfire i look at this trilogy with you and brian christopher as one of the highlights of the whole the whole thing you know it's because, you know, there was a lot of one-off matches in Crossfire because you're getting the most bang for your buck out of every show. You don't really want repeats on shows like this. But I think what you guys had was so strong that it warranted having three matches. And then in this one, it's one of those rare occasions where you got to build to a loser leaves whatever, you know, stipulation involved in it. And it actually goes one, two, three matches to a real completion. To me, that's fucking awesome booking. Yeah. I believe you, man. And I, I thank you for, uh, you know, saying that. I don't know what to say after that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a it's a rare thing when it actually comes through all the way like that. And we kudos to both of you guys for going in there and making it happen the way you did. It turned out amazing. 
Except yeah. Wolfie D ends up leaving Crossfire, which that kind of sucked. And I don't even yeah. know why. Why'd you leave Crossfire? Well, that we'll get there, Aaron. Okay, we'll get there. I'll I'll yeah, wait a little while longer, but I'm dying to know. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say now everybody knows why you live in Kentucky because you lost <laughs> the next match. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that being said, we'll have Wolfie answer that and more next week. But first. We got Current Affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Loving in color. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs, sponsored by Coach's Corner Sports Grill. Today, we've got our special guest, Aaron Camaro, with us. The Royal Rumble is happening on January 29th, and I just wanted to get the fellas' predictions on this. And then on our next episode, we'll go over the wins and losses and who got them all right and who didn't, and we'll just have a fun time guessing this. So, you guys ready to do this? We're going to have fun. I don't yeah. know, man. I only watch old NWA main event wrestling <laughs> on say, YouTube. I, I don't no watch WWE it. anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> pick your favorite name then. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I do. Uh, all right. So the the main one is is the WWE title. It is Brock versus Bobby Lashley. So Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. They've been building this up to behemoths. For the WWE title. Who do you pick, Wolfie? Who's got it right now? Brock I, has it. Brock yeah. has it. Uh, it, it. It's so hard for me to say this because I don't have any idea what they've done. I, you know, I, this is just like rolling dice or something. I'll, I'll just say that. Just, okay, let me ask you this. Does the, uh, the big E guy, he still got a belt? No. no. Brock won it from him at yeah. okay. last pay-per-view. So. Uh, I say uh, they'll put Brock over Okay, Brock's going over. What about you, Aaron? I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I tell you, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing the match because they've been talking about Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for years, like way back when Bobby did his first run in WWE and it never happened, you know, and then he goes to TNA and Brock is in UFC for a while, but now it all finally comes back together. Man, for having a tease for so many, so many years to get to this match, I hope they do something outstanding. But I guess if I'm going to pick... Man, I'd sure like to see Bobby Lashley get it, but yeah, they're probably not going to take it off Brock. <laughs> yeah. All I'm right, saying. so going Brock. Aaron's going Brock. Okay, well, just to be different, I'll just go Bobby. Why not? Because we'll make it different. I agree with you guys, but I want to win this. So, <laughs> okay, so for the Universal title, they're bringing two old Shield teammates back together to wrestle one another for the Universal title. Ultimately, I think this is building to something different, WrestleMania, but this is a a look over for Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is the current Universal Champion. Mm, I'll go Roman on that. Okay, Roman Reigns it is. All right, what you got? It's kind of a weird situation. You know, it's, I don't know, as an old-time wrestling fan that has been watching Raw since the very beginning of it, it's one of those things where it's like you're almost addicted to it or your brain is preconceived to know, oh, shit, it's Monday night. Because there's so many times I see shit on Monday Night Raw and I go, I don't want to watch this bullshit ever again. Right. But then you yeah. feel like as soon as I don't watch it, I'm going to miss something awesome. Yeah. So they got me, I guess, for life. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing with Seth Rollins, always it seemed kind of thrown together to me. I don't know. Like it wasn't really planned out because, I mean, he was on Raw. 
Roman right. Reigns on SmackDown. And all of a sudden, one day, it's like, oh, he's on SmackDown now, and he's the number one contender, and there you go. Yeah. If it's thrown together like that, I can't imagine it was planned out to have Roman Reigns drop the title to him unless they're trying to do some kind of funny thing with it. I don't know. I guess right. I'm going to go with Roman. Okay, Roman, it is. All right, you guys are agreeing on this. Uh, maybe I'm not figuring it out. I'm just going to have to go Seth, I guess. I'm gonna, if I'm losing, <laughs> I'm just I'm guessing. Like big. I said, if I could, if yeah. I would have seen yeah. the build up and the angles, I could probably give you a way more educated. Right. Point, but well, yeah, you know was, that that kind of thinking, Jimmy, worked out pretty damn good for fans of the Bengals and the 49ers last week, didn't it? Hey, well, we're not supposed you. to talk about that. <laughs> I know. We're not supposed to talk about that. I know. <laughs> yeah. That, all right. Here's one. It's a married couple showdown. <laughs> this is Miz and Marseille versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Now, both of the ladies have been in retirement. Beth was a heck of a competitor. I can't remember one Marseille match, but Miz and Edge have been working it pretty hardcore. Miz has been that that little piece of crap heel. Marseille? Sure. Marseille. It's Maurice. Am I saying Mar- Maurice? Okay, Maurice. my bad. Well, okay. French. Maurice, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Aaron Camario. I'm French Canadian. What can I say? French Canadian. Hey, how are you doing there? All right. So, Maurice, Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth. Uh, Just name wise, they'll put Edge over. All right, cool. We're going Edge and Beth. All right, what about you there, Aaron? Oh, man. I'd like to give you a chance to pick somebody different, Jimmy. So. <laughs> I really could give I don't even care. But I like yeah. the Miz. I think the Miz is underappreciated and underrated, so I like to hope that the Miz wins, okay. but I doubt it. But I'm gonna go ahead with the Miz. All right, Miz and Maurice, and thank you for fixing my horrible yeah. you know, way to say her I name. I don't I don't uh, want your listeners up in Montreal to get upset. So Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we we have that one up there, so thank you very much there. <laughs> eh? <laughs> All right. They were more French though, so it's bonjour. Okay. (laughs) All right. And Jimmy's going with Edge and Beth too, just because that's the way it should go. Are they? They're the baby faces, right? Yeah. 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 They'll go on. All right. So the Raw Women's Title: Becky Lynch and Dewdrop. Now, Wolfie recently saw this match on Raw, and we saw how Dewdrop messed everything up. And I thought Dewdrop was actually T.J. Weatherby's daughter, Kayla, but it's a totally (laughs) different wrestler. So, being as that says, Becky Lynch or Dewdrop? Becky. Becky? Yeah. Aaron? Well, if she can't have a match on Raw, they sure ain't going to put the title on her. I say Becky Lynch keeps it. Yeah, there's no way Becky loses. I'm saying Becky on this one, too. Because nobody's going to care about who wins the Women's Rumble if she's going to face Dewdrop at WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, that's funny. Okay, so now we're down to the two Rumble matches. Now, of course, they haven't announced all of them yet, but I'm going to give you the most up-to-date list that I have here in front of me. So for the women's match... I already um, know who's going to win the women's match. Who? Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. Now, you stole my gimmick, bro. Yep, I I knew it. I'm about to (laughs) drop some knowledge on people. Okay, so Ronda Rousey is announcing her re-entry into the Rumble. So, (laughs) thanks, Aaron. You're good. Oh, is is that for real? Is it official? 
Yeah, it's not official, but I think I saw it on like so many sites. I think it may be official, unofficial, official, but we're putting Ronda out there for sure. So Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, it ain't going to be them, Carmella, Queen Zelina, Lita, so that's Lita from the Hardy Boys days, Michelle McCool, that's Mrs. Undertaker, Kelly Kelly, Dana Brooke, Natalia, Mickey James from Impact Wrestling and NWA Wrestling. That's Tamina. Cool. It is cool. Shayna Baszler, Summer Rae, Aaliyah, and Shotzi. Any you of those pop- clip be giving Mickey James the whirly bird? Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's so little. It was so easy. Yeah, yeah I, I bet. bet. <laughs> didn't even have to strain, probably, did you? <laughs> Mickey's awesome, by the way. She's yeah, awesome. she's super cool. Yeah. yeah. But, man, I have no idea. You're asking me stuff right now that I swear, I, half the names you said, and, and it's no disrespect to anybody. I just don't I don't know who they are, and I don't know what the pushes are and, and all right. that kind of so it's hard for me to even just even give a guess. I don't know. If you were going to pick the winner of the Rumble to go on and face Becky at WrestleMania or Charlotte, which which one of those would you pick to win it if you were booking the show? Yeah, I have no clue, man. I, I really don't know none of those names hardly. It even even take a guess, man. Well, you said Carmella was hot. Okay. You, you know Mickey James. They might put me, who knows. Let's, let's just say they'll put Mickey over. What okay, if they Mickey. put Mickey over? That would, that would be amazing. That, that would blow minds. It would be awesome. Okay, so yeah, she works for TNA, right? She works. She's, she's the active. women's impact champion, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. She's an active they member of the roster. Yeah, they won't do that. Yeah. But who knows, man? Maybe they're trying to, you know, change the way wrestling has always been. You don't all this forbidden door stuff. Right. I love exactly. it. You may not. Uh, maybe they're trying to change it. I don't know. Yeah, I love no. it. What about you, Aaron? I think it's pretty cool, but yeah, I'm going, I'm sticking with Ronda Rousey. I say she returns and does her WrestleMania run. Yeah, I think they'll probably still work her <laughs> in some way, but I'm going Charlotte Flair. If a, if a Flair is in it, a Flair is getting picked by me. So, all right. So the <laughs> the men's rumble. Now, these are not all mentioned here. There's going to be 30 men, and but Kevin Owens, Big E, AJ Styles, Damian Priest, Johnny Knoxville. What's at stake here? What you win, you get, get what? To, you get a heavyweight title match at WrestleMania okay. against either Roman or Brock okay. or the champion at that time, of whichever your choice. So, okay, so Johnny Knoxville from Jackass, mm. Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston, Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss, Sheamus, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio is Rey's son, by the way, and Austin Theory. Okay, so, and I know that's not a complete mm. list, but that's as much as I got right now so who who's gonna face the champ at wrestlemania i don't know if it'd be any of those people i mean it's <laughs> wrestlemania i mean come on i, I know I, that's the problem and again again i did no disrespect i don't know some of these people but those don't sound like nothing in the names you were on uh headline wrestlemania yeah yeah i agree yeah it's probably gonna end up being shane mcmahon because wwe releases everybody they got on friday Probably. Yeah, probably. You're right, man. That's a good point. So Shane will be the only one left. Do you have a guess, Wolfie, or probably somebody you don't have on that list, honestly. Okay. So do you want me to say let's just say an unknown? How about Outsider, yeah. Yeah, Wolfie's taking an unknown, a yet to be mentioned name. Okay. The honky Uh, tonk man. 
here he comes, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Ferris. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Aaron? Uh, looking at the landscape of what they got going on now, if I was putting my money on somebody, I guess I would say Big E. Okay, Big E. All right, so here's what I'm saying. Seth Rollins wins the Universal title, and Roman Reigns enters the 30-man Royal Rumble, and he wins the dang thing. So hmm. I know that's just ridiculous to say, but I just feel like, if Roman walked up to Vince and said anything, he's going to get it. And I just feel like Roman probably could pull that off. Now, I don't know that that's going to happen and it's going to be a wasted vote, but I'm going with that one. So that's one of them, one of them long shot bets. Like if you put a penny on that, you could win a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so on the next show, now this is the episode one, of course, we're, we're, you know, we just watched two amazing matches with Jamie and Brian on our next episode. This will be on the, crossfire episode part two wolfies in the crossfire and we will go over the winners for this so hopefully i did but we'll announce the winner and whoever wins gets my congratulations so anyway um, <laughs> what an honor horrible he's like horrible prize yeah Wolfie's like those were the stakes <laughs> you wasted my time for this oh man well, it's been a great episode, guys. You guys have been awesome. I can't wait for next week. Hey, you know. if, uh, like I said, you know, when we started this, when I said that, you know, so many percentage of KISS fans are wrestling fans and wrestling fans are KISS fans. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about KISS. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I was just about to tell you to put yourself over, brother. Good job. No, hey, <laughs> hey, nobody's got to tell me to put myself over. <laughs> I'm like Luffy. I'm looking for the red light. Red light, baby. Find yeah, red damn light. right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with part two of Wolfie in the Crossfire, where we will watch Brian versus Wolfie in a loser leaves town match. But for Wolfie D, for Aaron Camaro, I'm Jimmy Street, and we are live and in color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get up anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com.
That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You second step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Then I'm driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh, I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.